0: and welcome hello happy Thursday and you know what Thursday is beyond small talk day welcome to beyond small talk my name is Jackie Janik and I'm a women's empowerment coach helping women uncover their purpose and define their own path in the world and today you're watching beyond small talk real women real conversations elevating women kind one talk at a time and I know I say I'm excited every week for the co-host but i really am excited every week for the co-host they're phenomenal women and this one is no exception her name is is Leora Adu and her handle is at goddess on the go one. And she is the epitome of the goddess on the go. And today we're going to talking about well, one, what does it mean to be a goddess? What does that even look like? What does that feel like? How can we embrace our inner goddess and show up as we are every day? Also, she just hosted a retreat called Pleasure and Play Retreat in Puerto Rico. And I'm curious, one, what is a pleasure and play retreat? What does that look like? And how can we bring pleasure and in play into our everyday lives? Like, how do we do that, right? Hi Olga, hi Tiffany also she is and I we all know with my memory I need to write things down she's also a certified family constellation therapist who works and grounded in healing ancestral trauma so that's a whole mouthful so we're going to connect with Leora and be like what is this Leora and how can we have you in our lives to help us again Leora and she is from goddess on the go and let's see where she is. Let's get her on. Um, oh, here we go. Oh, Tanzilla, I almost just invited you. Sorry, Tanzilla. How you feeling, pregnant mama? Okay. Let's see. Leora, I just invited you. You're joining. Yay, hello. Yay.
1: Hello. hello. Hello, hello, hello.
0: Oh, you look beautiful. Oh. Thank you. That's how I feel at the moment. Thank you. Thank you.
1: I like I told you in my post earlier. I literally was a goddess on the go for a moment. I'm like (laughs) motherhood. My kid's going with my mom today. I, I decided to cook them dinner, so I had to gather that, gather her clothes, her pickup sign, all the things. So I'm here. I took some deep breaths and I'm ready to jump in. I love spending time with you, Goddess Jackie. It is always a blast. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. I was talking earlier, actually, with a friend, and I told her to jump on. And I was like, you have to just feel goddess Leora. I was like, even when she calls me a goddess, like, I feel it. And she goes, and I feel like you're saying it, she said, as if you really do feel like she's honest and authentic about it. I was like, no. When she calls you a goddess, she's literally, like, seeing the goddess in her, sees the goddess in you. And I was like, it just feels so, just feels so good. So thank you. Wow.
1: Thank you, God. Yeah. I mean, we were, we were all born that way. And it's, we're just re-remembering who we are. I feel like, you know, we go through this, we, we were born and knowing who we are as little ones, and then the world kind of just fills us with messages and doubt and shame mm-hmm. of our bodies, of our self-confidence, of our feminine energy, of our wisdom. And then we start walking around in life, doubting ourselves and second-guessing our gifts and second-guessing um, our intuition. And then, we, and then we get into a hyper-based masculine world, and we're so fed with that's the way it's, it goes. And then you're supposed to live this very linear path, which people are like, huh? Because nothing is linear in life, to be honest. Like, there is nothing linear in anybody's life. We don't even learn in a linear fashion. But we're just, we're taught that way. We're taught that way in schools. And, like, coming back to the goddess is coming back to our bodies and coming back to who we were always as little ones when we just, didn't care. We didn't care what anyone thought if we were skipping and running around and (laughs) making up sentences that didn't make sense or games that didn't make sense to anyone. It really is coming back to that nature.
0: Oh, that just feels so good that you say that because as a 45 year old woman, You know, I have have received those messages, and especially around my body, especially after birthing a child uh, considered, like, a little later in life, which I don't feel like I was, but, like, that's what you're called at the, you know, when you go get checked, your geriatric pregnancy at, like, 36 years old. Um, That's how I feel lately, that, like, it doesn't align anymore. It doesn't feel good, and I've been on this path for a while, yet I still have to remember that, this is what society and the world has been pushing down my throat. And there's a reason why it doesn't feel good.
1: Yeah. Our bodies were, were made to give birth, no matter what age we are at. Like, and, and I can relate because I was, you know, 37 when I gave birth and I was terrified and I had all the stories of like, Oh my God, am I, you know, too old for this, this, but it's like, no, this is the way our bodies were designed. Like our bodies can literally give birth until we go into, you know, the next state that our bodies are supposed to go into, which is menopause. And that's, that's a whole other, you know, state that I haven't yet experienced, but no, it's the natural state of a woman's body. So, like, if we could come back to that place of just trusting that our bodies are working for us.
0: Exactly. And I'm in that stage. I'm in the perimetopause stage. And I've been talking about it for the past year and a half, because I feel like one, not as many people talk about it, or when is it supposed to happen? Or I just have felt very uneducated about it. I just didn't know when it was popping up. And I have all these signs like the sweats, I get lightheaded. Also, it was a full moon. And I was like, we need to learn more about what happens with the full (laughs) moon. And I've been noticing the patterns around it. So I've been doing, and I'm sure you could explain it, but like, it's all these things that are happening that I just want to talk about it more and have women more aware about it and not feel like you said, like the shame or the embarrassment or being shy about it. Like this is what happens and it's okay. So This is why I'm always like, oh, goddess on the go brings this up for me. You bring this up for me. And when I was watching your videos from your pleasure and play retreat, and I read one thing when you said you just were running naked and you didn't want to put pants on. I was like, oh, my God, that's something I feel like I want to do. But then I would be looking at my body and being like, can I do this? Like how like. Can you tell us a bit about the retreat and, like, those experiences?
1: You know, I think so many of us have, of us have so much um, fear around our bodies. And, 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 and just because women's bodies are so, so hyper-sexualized through media, through social media, and so we're, it's more like, oh, my God, I have cellulite. Oh, my God! I have one breast that's bigger than the other, one that's smaller than the other. Oh my God! And it's like so many women have those same things of their bodies and and it's it's just we've, we've we're taught to like live with this energy of guilt and shame around not having a perfect body, and it's such bullshit. It is like utter utter bullshit. And when we give ourselves the permission to like be naked in the presence of another goddess or even another human being, it doesn't even have to be a woman. It can also be a a man. No, I learned this on one of the retreats that um, that I led. Um, We were staying at a, a retreat center in Hawaii called Kalani and they had an optional clothing pool. And, you know, so the lady came and she was just, you know, sharing that with us because it's important information. And she was, like, encouraging us to give ourselves that permission. And she says, when you allow yourself to be seen naked in front of somebody else, it releases 3,000 years of shame. Mm -hmm. So I had a few goddesses who were a little like apprehensive at first about that, but I'm telling you by the end of the retreat nobody really wanted to keep their clothes on anyway. <laughs> it
0: was like, oh my God, this is so fun. Like I feel like I'm
1: three again when I ran around the house and like my diaper or my underwear or nude period. And I wasn't questioned and I wasn't told to cover up and I wasn't told mm-hmm. like um to be worried about what other people were thinking, you know, it's like, it, it really is a, a reclamation of taking our bodies back, like really, really taking them back from what everybody else has like, kind of spewed into your own energetic system about your own body.
0: Completely, and th- that makes sense because my daughter Sophie she loves being semi-naked loves it she does not like wearing shirts she just prefers not to and she I has this you, little
1: sh-
0: yeah right she just loves it and she walks around all the time like she gets home and she just takes off her shirt she likes little shorts on she does like her shorts on like and I'm like she walks around all the time like I don't say or do that to her and say oh you have to wear a shirt or you have to obviously when we leave the house but like at home you be you girl you know
1: yeah we and, teach our girls that to not be afraid and then we need to question the people who they ha- who who we have to protect our girls from like those are the people that should be in question not like Oh, uh, you know, make our girls feel so bad about our bodies. Why aren't we questioning the the predators and the perpetrators who see a little girl and see a grown and see a grown woman and a little girl. Like those are the people that we need to question.
0: Right. Not Sophie or as the mom of why we allow this, right? Yeah. Oh, that is such a good point. Um can you share a bit more, like, some of the things from your retreat? And Because um, you create these beautiful sisterhoods and these communities. And I want to hear, like, more of what do you learn from each other and what do you, what do you come home with from I,
1: this? I feel like a lot of us carry similar stories um, in our bodies. Um, sometimes it's not even through words, but it's witnessing another woman. Another woman's tears, another woman's screams, um, another woman's joy, like her just outrageous joy, Uh, another woman tapping deeper into, you know, her sensuality for the first time. And, and we're just, we're just mirrors for each other. So we really are healing each other as we witness one another we never know what is going to get stirred up you know it might be our 17 year old self that needed to get healed by seeing you know another goddess tap into her sensuality or um, maybe another goddess had been holding back all her tears and her grief for so long never gave herself the process to grieve loss of a job or move to new space and then she sees another goddess in her grief and she's like wow so it really is working with the energy of the space it's it's working and kind of like magnetizing the energy magnetizes so we did lots of movement we did adventures in nature we spent time um, in silence sometimes in nature because we have a tendency to let our anxious energy fill the space a lot of times Mm -hmm. and that's just another kind of way to disconnect from our true feelings or from being present to like wow there's like a gorgeous tree right in front of me but if i'm talking and I'm just filling the space. Maybe I can't take the fullness of connecting with Mother Nature in this moment. How we did, I mean, we did so many uh different activities. Uh, we did uh, we did an inner child workshop, we did a flirt workshop. Um I'm I'm a femme teacher, so we did femme. And we did family constellations, so we worked with a lot of um, family wounds that came up this week. There was a lot of family wounds. I just think, you know, COVID has really increased the amount of time that people are spending with their families right now, Mm -hmm. so a lot of stuff. Uh, from family is just getting stirred up and a lot of unhealed things are really um, in the space right now for people and people are realizing that they don't want to run away from that anymore they don't want to just like pretend that things aren't impacting them anymore that really are
0: Cause it takes a lot of, I always say it takes a lot of courage to want to admit it, to show up for it and to look it in the face and kind of embrace the pain, you know, embrace, embrace that. And I liked what you were talking about anxiety, filling the space. And especially after the past, you know, 18 months, I feel like the people are using anxiety to fill mm-hmm. the space. And the other weekend I was sitting with my husband and we were just outside on a bench and I almost started to talk because I was like, oh my God, it's just been quiet for too long. But I caught myself, right? I was like, I'm just filling the space with anxious energy. Yeah. Literally. I probably didn't know it was anxious energy. I just probably knew it was just like, because are we supposed to sit here talking? Why? Do we look like we're not happy? That's what kind of went through my head. Like people are supposed to be talking always they're not happy or whatever. And we just sat there together. And now that I think about it, I really enjoyed the quiet time just sitting right next to them. And it's like, why do we always need to fill the space? Like why is that needed with that type of energy? So just to sit amongst women and really – and I have done this before. You know I sit in a lot of circles in silence. And just like, and it takes some time, I feel, especially with women, because sometimes we like to fix, or we are chattering, or we like to fill, and we like to do, that it's really healing, this silence, and just feeling like people's energy, if you get into that, and I know you understand what I'm saying, and I encourage other people to sometimes just sit in this, sit in the silence. That's really
1: cool what can show up in that space, you know, like you live in such a world that's filled with like social media over overkill which that was mm-hmm. a really nice thing to like disconnect
0: so I, you were like off the grid off the i grid.
1: literally thought i was like oh i really want to share pieces of the retreat with people but as i started to like immerse myself more and more and more into the retreat it was just impossible to hold space and go on my phone and catch things and i was like Everything is not a moment to be caught. Like, mm-hmm. and it was so nice because, you know, when you open your phone, you often catch, like, information you really didn't want to catch. Like, yeah. I didn't need to see that. I didn't need to see the, 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 the gossip of the celebrities. I didn't need to see the latest headline. Like, a retreat really is there for you to disconnect from the outside world and to really take time to go within. So I was not much on my phone. I didn't really even talk to my family a lot. Like I talked Mm -hmm. to my kid maybe once or twice a day, really quick. My partner, he understood. It was like, I didn't think I didn't even talk to him one day for like a day and a half. And I was like, like, I know you're there to do your thing. I didn't take it personal. I was like, I appreciate it. Um, But it was so good for me, and and I'm even working on, like, having boundaries with myself and my phone, like, being like, no, we're off, we're not answering anything right away, like, everything will be taken care of, like, I heard Marie Forleo say one time, like, she only checks email once a day, I was like, how do you do that, like, what? And I finally just, like, I was like, I'm going to take that practice on because I don't need to be on my email 20 times a day. I don't need to check Instagram a million times a day. Like, I have to live my life in a way that makes me happy and makes me joy. And, like, everything that's going on in the world is absolutely important. But I can't go in and fix, like, everybody's issues in there. And that's not my thing and I feel that if I take care of myself then I have energy that I can pour into purposes and causes and stuff like that that fills me more than just like running myself ragged and like literally putting my my mental health in a bad space so um it's been it it was it was a retreat for me as well like it was There were a lot of aha moments that I felt like I came back with as well. Like, you know, like, shit, I don't want to be connected all the time. It's okay. It's okay to take a break. And, you know, it's okay to not, like, be connected to the news and all the ways of the world for a while. Like, take space for yourself and then go back in and be gentle with yourself as you go back in.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah it's okay to and and we're forever on this journey right i totally. know you this work for totally. hellball right totally
1: i'm gonna probably fuck it up next week but that's okay <laughs> i had a you know i had a great week right because it's cycles right like yeah. i give myself permission and acceptance and compassion for my humanness too and No, I told the goddesses there when they got there, like, the retreats are messy goddesses. Like, Mm -hmm. you're not going to be sitting on the pillow like a monk meditating. Like, you're going to feel all of your emotions. You're going to feel all of your feelings. And, like, let yourself, you have the sisterhood around you, let yourself be supported this week. And, you know let that start to be become a part of your lifestyle because like if the the retreat doesn't end when you leave like these are tools you want to keep practicing when you leave so you're not you know like there's a difference between loneliness and feeling alone like we have to all go through moments of loneliness But when you totally feel alone in the world, that's when I think we go into really deep states of depression because we isolate and we're like, oh, nobody understands me. Nobody understands what I'm going through. I feel ashamed to speak my truth. And it's like the humanness, the humanness when we reconnect, we're like, oh, I'm not alone. I'm lonely, I'm sad, I'm grieving, I'm angry, and I'm not
0: alone. 100%. And it's lovely how you can take everything from the retreat. And I said in the beginning, like, if you're not on a retreat, all these things that you can take from retreats or from your teachings and from what you bring to the goddess circle and bring this outside. Like when you le- you can't just forever be in like Puerto Rico I in the state of the world. You <laughs> wish like I'm going to set up camp here. Like you said, Oh, I'm going to fuck it up next week. Right. Yes. Because that's the evolution. However, you created this sisterhood, this community of support, which It just feels so good. And I was talking about it the other day that creating this before you might actually need it (laughs) is also super like so important. The times when you're like, Oh, I'm feeling good. I don't need anybody. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Um, And I've been so happy for all these years creating this support system because when shit does hit the fan or you feel like you, you would like to go through something to have that circle the goddesses with you the to hold you because it does get sometimes scary and shameful and and you fear oh my god if i actually feel this like what's going to happen to me
1: yeah you have your fucking human moments you know and it's like those aren't ever going away i don't care how much healing you do i don't (laughs) care i do not care it shit is going to come up because that is a part of life and it is part of the process. And it's like, you got to start like, come on, shit. Well, yeah. come on. I see you. Welcome on in, you know, come on, shit. Come on. It's coming <laughs> anyway. So you might as well come on now. No, cause it's going to be part of the, of the cycle. And just mm-hmm. like joy is a part of, of the cycle, like our, natural state human natural state is to be in bliss but we're not going to stay in any emotion forever you know so like learn to welcome all of it because it's it's a part of it and and none of it is going to go away ever no matter how much meditation you do no matter <laughs> how much praying you do
0: How many crystals you stick in your bra. Yeah. How many
1: crystals you stick up your bra or yoni eggs, you stick in your yoni like it ain't going nowhere. I'm like, welcome it. Welcome it. Welcome your humanness
0: yeah that's interesting because this morning when I was driving to work I was feeling like "Ah," and I was like it's just another feeling like it's another feeling and as you said there's cycles um some mornings I drive I'm really happy and then all of a sudden a song came on oh it was Maria I don't I don't even know and it just like got me I was like oh this is fun like that that's why I love um children and why I love how Sophie in her world that one second she could be tears crying oh my god life is over and the next a bubble passes by and she's like ah bubbles you know that that the fleeing being so present in the moment that her emotions change so quickly because she knows they can change and they will change. So, okay. Absolutely.
1: And that doesn't mean that you're crazy when your emotions (laughs) change. Oh my God. So many people think, how can I be happy? And then sad that, you know, because you can, because you can, because it's natural. It's natural to be, have like this amazing, joyful moment, and then to get an email, and then you're like doubting and feeling like shit for a little while until that passes, you know. And it's you no know, one of the things that I really love teaching women is how to move with emotion because a lot of times it gets trapped in our bodies, and so moving with the emotion, moving the emotion out helps you to see the emotion, helps you to see the humanness of the emotion, helps you to feel into the fullness of emotion without judging it, without being like, I shouldn't be angry. I shouldn't be sad. I shouldn't, sometimes it's even like, I shouldn't be happy. Cause like my friend's not happy. So who am I to be happy, but like, Who are you not to be joyous? You know? And so when we can move with the emotions, sometimes our emotions, um, they are like waves, Goddess Tanya. And hey, Goddess Kathleen, good to see you. They are like waves. And so if we allow ourselves to feel the fullness of it, we can become friends with them and we can see it and know that it's a temporary feeling. And that it doesn't have to stay trapped in our bodies, in our nervous system, because that's what it usually does. It just, it gets stuck. And then we're like, yeah. then we go in our head and then the judgment comes in. And then the, why do I feel this way? What's my karma? You know, like, what did I yeah. do wrong today? Like, no, you didn't do anything wrong. Today. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you're, you're going through this, but maybe what is that emotion bringing up or why do you feel like you want to push it away? Or, you know, how do you move with it? How do you move with it so that it doesn't hold you hostage for the rest of the day?
0: Mm -hmm. That's, that's the question. And Tanya said, I like to say emotion are like waves. Yes, Mm -hmm. Tanya. And thank you for giving us all permission that, we can feel those many emotions in a split second. And we're not crazy because people love to tell women that because we're so moody and emotional, right? Mm-hmm. You get that. You're just being emotional. Yeah. Because I'm a human being and I'm yep. having an experience yep. and it's called emotions. So yep. you might have the problem, not me. Yep.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly.
1: And men have emotions. They just show it in a That's different they're not encouraged to show their emotions, they're Mm. encouraged to be strong and hold it in. And, and, and so because we live in a masculine world, a lot of times we take on that masculine way of being instead of realizing that our softness sometimes even allows their softness to be present as well.
0: Yeah. I, I do enjoy when my husband or I see other men showing their emotions and like how they feel. And I often when I, yeah. And especially when they can say how they feel and articulate it, I often, you know, if my husband does do it, um, I say, thank you. Thank you for showing me your feelings. Thank you for saying them. Thank you. You know, um, I think some people need to be Thank for, you know, being in that type of space and that they're willing to do that. So then encouraging it so it happens more. And it it helps with relationships, you know, it definitely helps with our marriage. The more I hear how he feels. I'm I like to tell him my feelings. <laughs> yeah,
1: appreciate I it. do. It's a safe space. It creates yeah. a safe a safe space between both of us and it helps us to feel Connected to one another. It's like, oh, wow. Like, thank you so much for letting me see you. Like, ooh. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. And even recognizing people through how you said you do with movement and motion since sophie is autistic and she has limited verbal communications she does show it her feelings through her body and through her behaviors and through how she moves and through her facial expressions so i've become a lot more keen on seeing that within other people through her eyes that it does exist you don't always need words to express The emotion, um, like you said, through movements. It's just really interesting the more that I watch her, that I can see it in others Mm -hmm. as well, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Kids, they just know, they go with their feelings. They don't judge it, they don't question it. They just are like, okay, here's how I'm feeling right now, and I'm going to feel it. And it might be a scream, it might be a tantrum, it might be some like. Cariel loves to just bust out and song anywhere. Like, it does not matter if we're in the grocery store. She used to live, <laughs> when she lived in New York. She used to, like, swing on the pole in the subway. She was like, I'm like, take it, Cariel. Like, tell, show them how it's done. And she bust out in a full song and she did not care what anybody did thought like and I love that about kids and like we need to learn how to be more uh, childlike and welcome that part of ourselves without really caring what anyone thinks that's for us it's not for others oh, Tanya asked a, a question she said men often express emotion with anger any invite advice on how to hold space for that um You know, it depends if that's, like, your partner or if that is, like, just a man out in public, right? If it's somebody out in public, uh, move away, usually, because you just never know what somebody's mental state is in in 2021. Um, If it's your partner, um, don't feel as if you have to fix it. Um, but if there's, maybe there's a boundary conversation that needs to be had, if it's like directed at you in a way that makes you feel uncomfortable, like, you know, we get to, we get to have hard conversations with our partners, you know, and, and often that is like a gift for, for both of us, right? It's our, it's our, um, it's an opportunity for us to be vulnerable, which, like, is our superpower, but also the hardest thing for us to do. Um, and it could open up something new that might be a blind spot for for him or or for them or whatever for for your partner. And it might open up a a, a deeper level of intimacy and connection. You know, hard conversations, man. They in the moment they're really like hard to have, but like, you know, when we're vulnerable and we let somebody know, like, um, I feel this way, you know, like, um, and, you know, this is what I need from you. Like a lot of times, so there's, I'm gonna give y'all like, this is not my work, but there's a brilliant woman named Allison Armstrong to follow. And she teaches uh, something called manguage, which is a language that men, when they hear it, they respond to us. Um, Tanya and for everybody who's watching, there's a great book called The Queen's Code. Um, and like all Allison's courses are absolutely amazing, but, she really teaches um, like men and women how to have, uh, how to like empower versus emasculate. And it, it teaches us different ways that we're wired as well. So we understand ourselves more. We understand the way men are wired. So we're not like, we cross wires all the time. And a lot of times we're like hurting each other's feelings, not on purpose but like we just don't know and they take things personally and we take things personally but when we can just like understand one another it just it really makes a world of difference and Tanya I can I'll uh I can post it in the chat and I'll text you the information as well to see so you have it
0: Thank you. Does anyone else have? If you have another question, I mean, this is your time to ask. Ah, I'm me, with the questions.
1: Like um, yeah. I'm, I'm an open book. So if you wanna ask anything, you can talk about any topic you want to talk about.
0: Um, if no one, lovely. Thank you, Goddess. Thank you, Danya. Danya. Uh, um and I'm sure this is a very large conversation, but family constellations. Can you tell me what is that exactly? Because I see you're you're doing this, and I was, like, so intrigued, but I have no idea what it it really is.
1: Sure. So a lot of times the first thing, and and when I first heard it, I was like, oh, that's got to be astrology, right? (laughs) But it had nothing to do with astrology. So a constellation... is actually our family's energetic system. So like the energy of your mother, the energy of your father, the energy of your grandparents, energy of their parents, all of your ancestors um, comes down through your DNA line. And so we are impacted by our family's energy system before we are even born. And so, that can look like an um, a um unsaid bond with a a mother or a grandmother around love. Like it might be, um, you know mother or grandmother if they didn't have healthy a healthy relationship in their life it might be like mother or grandmother I will stay here with you in in this ple- in your place like basically you know standing with them versus when we're standing in front of them and the ancestors are behind us because like right mom it's you then mom then grandma if you can then receive their support and not stand back here okay and break the the lo- the loyalty and we do it in a constellation in a way where you are getting something complete where you're being led through a p- process where you are no longer holding on to that to that loyalty of of them, whether it's around love, whether it's around money, whether it's around um you know self love a lot of our mothers and grandmothers, if you go back in time, right like there were if you go back like from our grandmother's mothers, some of them were in the civil rights, some of them were in the holocaust right um there you know some of them just living
0: through the great depression my grandmother lived through the great depression and what yeah and what carried on through her during that period yeah my grandmother one was born 1918 I love my grandmothers like I took stories from them and it was very good I even knew my great-grandmother wow awesome yeah
1: yeah so all of that comes down the pipeline and then it just it impacts different areas of our lives in different ways and we're mostly deeply impacted by um, two generations behind us so our parents Mm -hmm. and their parents and in a constellation what we're doing is we're just resetting the order of the family so then what happens is you know a lot of times we have a lot of anger at our at our parents and, and most mostly at our parents not realizing that a lot of the, the a lot of our parents stuff came from their parents and their parents parents so a lot of times we're only able to see things from this point of view because it's there's just anger and grief in the space and in a constellation you can see the fullness of the process, you can see the fullness of, you know, what, what it might have been like, you know, to have been for your mother to have been the youngest child out of eight. And to like, be the last to share love with all her siblings. Mm -hmm. Or you might have seen like, you know, if your if your parent was an immigrant, what it was like for them to be uprooted from their from their culture and from their, um, from their homeland and then brought here and then having, and maybe they were successful and they had to start all over again. So you might have things with money, you know, around that and life feeling as if, like, as if life has to be hard. So when we get all of that complete, you know, you can have compassion for yourself, for your family, and other people's families. And I mean, I have seen amazing things with clients happen that they've been holding on for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Like, things just energetically get mm-hmm. complete. And, um, you know, I had a client who who got married six months later. Um, who came to me for, um, you know, relationship reasons. She kept dating unavailable uh, partners, and she didn't even realize that she was putting all of her energy into her mother. So her partner really couldn't get in there. And after her constellation, you know, that happened. Like, and she was like, Leora no lie she's like the moment I met him he was different from anyone that I ever dated she said I just knew and they were married in three weeks and they've been together wow. now over two years and then so a constellation because imagine you're healing yourself you're healing those who came before you you heal, you're healing those who come after you as well. So that's a lot of energy. So a, a constellation in its, full nails, in its fullness takes six months to a year to fully process. So literally one day to the year anniversary, she met her father for the first time in 35 years. She had, didn't even wow. know who he was. And... Um, he's an entrepreneur and he's in a healthy relationship. He's such a reflection of a piece of her that always was missing for her before.
0: Mm. Wow. It's very powerful.
1: Yeah, it's really powerful what happens with people in, after constellations, you know? And I never know what's going to happen. I have no idea. I it, it literally like, you know, we start off by talking about where you feel blocked at, then we mm-hmm. talk a little bit about family history, and then we go in the process, and I have no idea what is going to come up for you, and what's going to come up in the energy, in your family's energetic system, but it pretty much usually, you know, turns out, <laughs> <laughs> <It> turns out. <laughs> you know, knock on wood, I haven't had any yet, but I've heard, I've had yeah. other you know, facilitators share that sometimes they have to just leave the constellation, mm-hmm. like at that point, that the person was able to go that far in their family's energetic system. And then sometimes something else shows up for them uh, later. Yeah. Later.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And real quick, I don't want to leave out Tamzilla here. She asked a question. Do you have any advice on how to find inner calling? Mm.
1: Yes. Um, (laughs) So with your inner calling, I I always look at – First of all what are you passionate about like what do you sorry about that a call was coming in um what do you do what do you spend the most time doing like what do you do that you would do for free and i i I, maybe my example might like help help give you some insight um so when I started Goddess on the Go, I was a makeup artist, uh, I was really I had a full, you know, career with makeup. And there was something in me, though, that felt unfulfilled. Like I was doing all the spiritual work, but I couldn't really um, fully be myself around my clients. Like I had to show up and be the perfect makeup artist. And, you know, when I was doing makeup, I was you know, in my young 30s. I'm going to be 44 in a few weeks. So spirituality wasn't really mainstream back then. And Mm -hmm. so people used to look at you like you had three eyes. If you did any kinds of um, personal growth and transformational work, you were like weird or in a cult or outcast or, you know, some bullshit that people Mm -hmm. wanted to label you. Um, And so what i noticed for myself was that i was the person that everybody used to come to to like recommend like different coaches or different programs and i just loved talking to people about things that i had learned like I would spend all my time, I was not the makeup artist that was going home and looking through beauty magazines or things I was supposed to be doing. I was so, not yeah. doing that at all. I just love connecting people. Like I loved, loved. And so when I started Goddess On The Go, um, my whole vision was I am going to bring women together to connect with each other. And then I'm going to bring some of the different types of movements I've done and some of the different um, people that have, I have worked with in the past, whether they be culture, different spiritual advisors or guides or feng shui, money, you know, the whole gamut. I was like, I want to introduce uh, their goddesses to this, to this work. So they know that they have access and tools and, you know, there's others out here that can help them if they're stuck in, you know, whatever area it was. So it was, it wasn't like, it was like a aha moment, but it was just like, this is what I love doing. I'm going to put it out there. I honestly thought it was going to be my side hustle because my makeup business at that time was doing so well. Um, it It took a life of its own. I was terrified as it was growing because I was like, but, but this is where, but this is where i was supposed to be going. And, you know, the first event had 35 women. The second event had, um, 55 women. And then the third event sold out with over a hundred women. But I, after that second event, I was sitting at an intensive with my coach and she looked at me. And she said, Leora, how do you feel about Goddess on the Go becoming your main source of income? And I was like, what? Like, are you crazy? And in my head, I had a whole story that, you know, you have to do something for a year before it becomes, you know, your, your passion becomes your, your thing that can. It comes true. To- Mm-hmm. That can t- you. supplement, you know, your income from before. So I say all of this to say, like, look at what you do naturally. Look at where maybe your life has guided you. Cause I didn't realize that from all the pain and trauma that I had experienced in my past before that my life was guiding me to find all these different um healing modalities to to help me so look at where yeah. your life is guiding you look at what you're naturally drawn to talk to because you know your your life's purpose is just something that feels natural to you it's like i could sit up here and talk to you all day and you know do my healing work not all day because i do need to take good yeah. care of myself right because then that would be like <laughs> the anti thesis yes. of the goddess it's, and back yeah, like the martyr uh over which i've definitely i i definitely have to like balance that out often um because you know when you love doing what you love doing you have a habit of sometimes forgetting that you have boundaries
0: yeah And I like that you said what you do natural because like this beyond small talk, I just love doing this. Now it's not a source of income. It's same thing. I just felt called to do it in this platform. I didn't really think about it too hard because if I did, I probably wouldn't be on here because I'd be like, look at myself. But I did it in a pandemic because I've always wanted to speak to women and share their wealth of knowledge and insight and tell their stories and, you know, help us heal each other um, and make us, I don't know, just feel the joy and the love and just have fun. And I was like, this is what I feel like. And Tanzila, you'll feel it in your body like, oh, my God. People say to me all the time, how do you just go on there live? I said, I don't know. I just like it. Like, I just like doing it. I feel very present. Yeah. Um, it energizes me. Um, it just feels like this is me. I've always. And then it also, tends to look at your past, like what you were saying. When I was in college, I wanted to be on the radio station. I mean, hello. I was a bartender for years. It was my favorite job because I love the fast pace. I love talking to people. I love asking questions. Like, I ask questions to people all the time. They're like, how do you find that out about someone? I said, because I'm generally interested. Like, I'm generally interested in people's lives, not trying to find gossip, you know? So um, those are great tips. Thank you so much. And as you say that, it's like we're almost on the hour. I know IG is going to, like, cut us off. So I just want, if you can share with everybody, where can we find you? And if anything, you would like to share what you're doing amongst everything else. Yeah.
1: I want to say, I want to celebrate you. Um, goddess Jackie and just say that your passion your passion comes through in your true interest in others like comes across in every single conversation that we've ever had I've always felt very seen by you so I really appreciate and love that you just like created this in the pandemic when we all desire more connection. Thank you. Thank you, God. Um, You all can find me at I'm um, here on Instagram. I'm Goddess On The Go and the number one. Uh, my website is goddess on the and I do have a new program called the Goddess Resurrection, which is going to be nine months. So it's like going back into the womb and kind of like a whole rebirth situation. I found it. And um, we're going to have two retreats that are going to be a part of the program as well, which I'm really psyched about. Beautiful. I will put it it, down. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I will
0: include it because... Awesome. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all your beautiful stories and insights and just showing up goddess. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for everybody who came and hung out with us
0: today. Yes. Thank you, community. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Catch us again on Beyond Small Talk every Thursday at four or on your favorite pod, which this will be up tomorrow. And I'll share that with everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye.